HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Cane Vineyard and Winery, a Napa Valley winery committed to respecting the soil and dedicated to the creation of three Cabernet blends. For more information, visit Cane5.com. Hey, what's up? This is Jack Inslee, host of Full Service Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this show, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food on Heritage Radio Network with me, Erica Wides. And today, before we get into the real show, the actual show, I just want to take a few minutes to sit here and chat with Jack, my beloved Jack Inslee, engineer and executive director? Executive producer. Executive producer. Sorry, whatever. Something, whatever. I mean, we've been together for so long. Fallout shelter captain. Fallout shelter captain. <laughs> he guards the door to the shelter, doesn't let anybody in. Yeah. Undesirables. But our beloved Jack is leaving, moving on to bigger, better, very exciting things. And um, so I just want to take a couple minutes and sit here with you and, and oh. chat and say goodbye. And, oh. oh, Because you and I go back to like literally the first day. Like, That's right. Practically. Well, yeah. Why right. we cook. To why we cook. The early days. When you had depressing My depressing music. music. <laughs> I didn't know what to use. My whole sort of... I based that whole show on NPR. Because right. NPR is all I know. And so I was yeah. like, I'll just make it sound as much like NPR as possible. Yeah. And it did. And then you ran out of topics. <laughs> it was like, I can't stuff. think of anything else. How many more shows about eggplant can I do? Right. Exactly. So, Maybe we're due for another eggplant show. It's, you know what? It could be time. It could be Every time. Every once in a while, when in doubt, talk about eggplant. Yeah. It's true. Um, so, yeah, we go back to, like, the very beginning. And you even were, like, engineering my father's show. That's my right. Bernie's brief show. Oh, man. If you guys mm-hmm. want to go down a treasure trove of uh, great radio, Bernie Wides, the naturalist. <laughs> find it in the archives. <laughs> 
anything you want to know about animal reproduction. That's right. Yeah, animal reproduction, a popular uh, theme on yeah. that show. Yeah. No, it was great, though. It was so so much fun working with him, and obviously incredible working with you. Well, we've come a long, years. long way, Jack. We have. I mean, I, whenever I mention you to him, he always goes, oh, Jack, you're such a good kid. Because I think in his mind, you're like 17 years old. You know. Yeah, no, I aged rapidly here. Yeah, well, he's like 80-something, so I think anyone under you know 40 when you're 80 is a kid. That's yeah. right. That's fair. I'll stay a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're sad to see you go, but I'm really happy for you. Moving on, big, exciting things, touring with Odetta, and then moving to D.C., yeah. and your big new radio project. and All sorts of things. Totally awesome. Well, thank you for uh, teaching me to read labels. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to mention that. That um, you, on your Facebook post this morning, you said you started this job as a fast food addict and not knowing anything about food, and then right. you feel like you have a master's in food studies. That's thanks to you. Oh, thanks, yeah. Jack. Really? Yeah, like oh. friend and professor, oh. Erica Wides. I know, and I love how over the years you'd be like, guess what I cooked? Guess what I did? Guess what I did? I'm not drinking soda anymore. I quit smoking. I don't eat bacon, egg, and cheese anymore for well, breakfast anymore. Some of that. Fluctuate on some <laughs> yeah. of these things. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's cool. Well, I'm glad I had a Yeah, no, many more uh, vegetables mm-hmm. in my life because of you. Wow. And uh, a better eye in the supermarket. Yeah. Supermarket yeah. That's a big sure. one. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well. Fighting foodiness. Fighting foodiness. Now you can bring the fight down to D.C. and yeah. fight the government foodiness. That's right. Well, I'll, I'll be fighting Trump down there. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. It's no. not going to happen. Let's all just say it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, Jack, it's been great. It's been great. What? Eight years Seven and a half. Seven and a half years. Thanks, Erica. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to say. It's like, you know, you're always here smiling every week when I come in and I complain about stuff and you're (laughs) just like, yep, yep, (laughs) yep, yep, yep. That's how it is. So, well, yeah. I'll, I'll come make cameos. Okay, cool. And through the magic of the internet. That's right. It's like you'll never left. It's like, um, yeah. Because you're still going to be our sports guy on the, on new the show. That's show, correct. Right? So we'll be talking to you every week. I'll be phoning it in. You're phoning it in. Exactly. So that's cool. In case everybody doesn't know, by the way, we now do a weekly news show, Heritage Radio Network News, which I am co-anchor of. And Jack is our sports guy. It's a really fun show. It airs live on Thursdays at 2. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, always downloadable. So Yeah, check it out. Check it out. All right. Thanks for sitting in for a little bit, Jack. And uh, I'll see you at your big party. And I'll see you when I'm done with the show. Cool. All right, cool. All right. But anyway, I am hiding out here in the fallout shelter this week. I have to hide out because it's safe in here. Because we're so, (coughs) sorry, deep underground. And we filter our air. Because as you can hear from the sound of my voice, I can't go outside anymore. I cannot go outside. I'm like one of those people who has to go like live in a sealed up bubble. I cannot be exposed to the elements because I suddenly have developed these terrible seasonal allergies, like completely out of the blue. I've never had these before, but twice this spring I've been hit with weeks and weeks of a sore throat, major congestion, coughing, this scratchy voice thing. And it's not a cold. I'm not sick because I feel fine underneath all of this. My energy level is normal. And I am convinced that these allergies are related to climate change. Okay? This is a climate change thing because I've never had any allergies before. All right? So why now? Is this like perimenopausal-induced allergies? Um, I don't think so. I'm not quite there yet. So I think it's climate change, and I think it's specifically invasive species I think there are some invasive species suddenly that everybody's becoming allergic to. And 
you know, it's going to be like the end of us. I mean, poison ivy is going crazy. Apparently, poison ivy loves carbon dioxide, and the poison ivy is just exploding upstate. Now, I don't know if poison ivy gives off pollen or not, but something's happening. The air is unbreathable. The earth is becoming uninhabitable. We better build our spaceships or dig our bunkers because terrestrial life on the surface is coming to an end. This is it. And even though I went to the doctor a couple years ago and she gave me a full allergy panel test and she declared me allergic to nothing, nothing, I'm allergic to something, lady, because look what's going on. Either that or you cannot read results properly. Perhaps you went to a bad medical school. I do not know. But these allergies to me feel like it's like an assault, like a full on environmental assault. And frankly, it makes me feel like the air hates me and is out to get me. That's how it feels like I go outside and the air is like, we hate you. You're a parasite. We're going to get you. And I'm somebody who lives to be outside. I'm a very outsidey, outdoorsy person. I love to hike. I love to garden. I love to be outside. But on breezy, sunny days now, all I want to do is climb back down the ladder to the fallout shelter with Jack down there and stay there because it sucks. Or stay here, actually, because this sucks. I try taking Claritin. I try taking all that stuff. But those kinds of drugs make me feel like I'm tripping, but not in a good like I'm back in high school way, you know, like in a bad way. You don't enjoy that feeling when you're. In your late 50s. Some people do. Now, I know this will pass. I know that as the summer progresses, this will pass. But seriously, this is some new bad shit, okay? I used to feel so like smugly superior to people with allergies. I thought, you know, it was some personal failing on their part that they had allergies and I was above it and immune to it all because I was a superior being. Well, not anymore, apparently. Like, I can't even blame foodiness for my misery. I can blame foodiness for pretty much everything, but I can't blame foodiness for my allergies. Although thinking about it, actually, I'm sure that the carbon footprint created by the industrialized food business contributes to the warming that's leading to the increased pollen count, the faster blooming, and the invasive species takeover. So there, ha. yes, I can blame my allergies on foodiness. So, ha, there you go. Now, I also know that... Um, Using the word assault is a bit dramatic, perhaps even a bit inappropriate because it diminishes the weight of the word assault, which is not a term to be taken lightly and not a word just to be thrown around because there are other much more serious and horrible ways to be assaulted than by pollen. Okay, so I'm actually going to retract now my use of the word assault and instead, I'm going to use a term I made up called pollen whacked. Okay, I have been pollen whacked right in the face. When I go outside, I feel like I'm getting pollen whacked or maybe pollen smacked in the face. And by the way, what's the difference between a retraction and a redaction? I was trying to figure that out the other day. I don't know. Retraction, redaction. I don't know. I'll look it up. But the reason also why I'm bringing up this term assault um, and my decision to not use the term assault in terms of pollen is because in the past three weeks, two different friends of mine have been assaulted. Okay? Right here, 
right in New York and post Giuliani, post post Bloombergy and cleaned up Disney World like New York. Two friends have been assaulted like it's like 1992 or something. Okay, two different friends out late, one coming home from work, one just going out to buy something, walking in their respective neighborhoods in very gentrified neighborhoods of Manhattan, mind you. One was seriously sexually assaulted, and the other one was an attempted assault and a grope, but she ran away. She's a fitness instructor, luckily, so she's fast. But, like, what the fuck? I mean, I haven't heard of anybody that I know of being assaulted in decades. I mean, I know it happens all the time. I hear it on the news. But to happen twice to two people that I know in the safest, lowest crime era in New York City history is very disturbing, to say the least. And both of my friends are okay. But the one with the more serious assault, unfortunately, is herself a survivor of childhood sexual predation. So I can't even imagine what is going through her head. Like, to come through all of that in her childhood, finally sort of feel like a whole person again. And then this happens on the street. Now, of course, this all has nothing to do with what I normally talk about. It has nothing to do with food. It has nothing to do with foodiness or anything that we would normally talk about here in LGR. It's a very serious, heavy subject, but it's, it's important because, you know, in my, in my classic way of spinning together a tale that is about food or foodiness from otherwise unrelated topics, I feel like there's something to this, this this assaultive behavior, this assault, well, the pollen whacking, I'm, I feel, when I ascend to the surface of the earth from down here, is much like the assaultive nature of the food industry, which is always telling me, or no, actually screaming at me in a very aggressive way to eat their products and buy their products, or the nutritional industrial pharmaceutical complex that screams at me all the time, too, to eat this, not that, or eat these six foods for a flatter gut, or why should I add turmeric to everything, or best foods for perimenopause? Oh, wait a minute. I want to know what those are. And on and on and on and on. And I, of course, am also extremely guilty of this behavior, too, because um, how many times... Do I tell you guys what you should and shouldn't be eating? I'm constantly laying it on to you, too. How often am I commenting on the diets of average Americans? Well, that I mean, that's my job. And that's kind of what you guys tune in to listen to for, right? I mean, at least partially. Right? And I'm not making light of what happened to my friends here by trying to spin it into a show. I'm just speaking on the general nature of feeling assaulted. Okay? Theirs were very serious. Mine is sort of silly, but... That's how we get through things in life, by the use of comedy, right? That's what Joan Rivers was all about. Sometimes people didn't understand that. <clears throat> but what about when someone is assaulting you? Okay, not assaulting. Sorry. Sorry. But just verbally puking all over you about their nutritional philosophies. How about that? And they're just so wrong about their nutritional philosophies. And they're, they're so wrong and so stupid that you can't stand it. How do you fight off that sort of attack? How do you? Well... Ooh, let's take a little break and we'll come back and uh, we'll talk about that. This is Chris Howell from Cane Vineyard and Winery, calling in from Spring Mountain above the Napa Valley. 
Thank you for listening to this show. In our industrial world of highly processed food and wine, we support the values of Heritage Radio Network. All of us at Kane encourage you to seek out individuality and beauty in everything you eat and drink. To learn more about us, go to Kane5.com. Welcome back to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. I like that music, Dave. That was kind of groovy. Sounded like little, like, munchkin aliens in the background. I like that. You know who made that? No. Jack? Intern Malcolm. Intern Malcolm? That's right. No way. Soy is his artist name. Soy? Soy. As in I am or like the bean? Maybe a little of both. Wow. Intern Malcolm, who's like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Those city kids. Boy. They grow up fast. They grow up so fast, like our little Jack. Anyway, back to business here. I like the music, Malcolm. Good job. Um, so on Mondays, when I'm around, I mean, when I'm not working, I often take a class at my gym called Burn. Burn. I take Burn. Burn is sort of like a um, high-intensity interval class, boot camp kind of business. I mean, I take, actually, I take Burn throughout the week. Or variations on burn. They have, you know, burn, there's boot camp, there's total body. They used to have this thing called shred. They're all the same. All the same. But I like this Monday burn class because it's in my neighborhood and um, it's easy to get to. And I like it because the person who teaches the class, who we're going to call Eagle. Okay, we're calling her Eagle today. Eagle, Eagle is an insane person who teaches a class, but she plays really great music. She has a different theme for her music every week. So one week it'll be like early eighties new wave. One week it'll be like a Jackson family variety mix. Sometimes it's Cuban. Sometimes it's show tunes. Sometimes it's early disco. Very, very cool. And so much, so, so much better and more fun than the like gangsta bitches and hoes rap and hip hop and horrible dance mixes that all the other fitness instructors play, which I hate, hate it. All of it. Hate it. Now, Eagle, not her real name, as I mentioned, um, is insane. Like, nuts. She never even dresses in workout clothes to teach, and so she'll just sort of, like, demo what we're doing. She doesn't do it with us, but she's funny, and she's wacky, and she teaches a good class, and it's a, a workout, and she doesn't follow the standard burn format, which can be kind of monotonous and dull. So I like her. Now, she's a nut, and her name isn't really Eagle. It's actually a different bird of prey. Okay, but that's not even her real name. It's Veronica, which really isn't even her real name. It's a name like Veronica that rhymes with Veronica, but starts with an M. But she won't answer to that. She insists on being called what we're calling Eagle. Um, and that's fine. Okay, like if you don't like your name, you totally have the right to call yourself, you know, whatever you want to be called. That's okay. But Eagle? Seriously? Or that other bird of prey? I mean, whatever. Those are the names that I made up just in case someone happens to hear this and tell her that I was talking about her because she's actually kind of a bully and I'm a little scared of her. But she's a really good teacher. Plays good music. <clears throat> anyway, this person we're calling Eagle, she's really into juice. Oh, so into her juice and her juicing and her juice cleanses. And before you go, oh, really another show about juice, you know how I feel about juice and juices and juice cleansing and all of that stuff. And yeah, this is sort of another show about juice, but but not really. This is more a joke about assaulting people with your stupidity and your 
uninformed opinions. Not like my opinions, of course, which are very informed, but she gets, she's really in her juice and she gets all fired up about the juice. Basically, the show is about a story that I want to tell you about what happened when I ran into her in the store. She loves to get all fired up about what she drank that morning and how her juicing is going and what kind of juicing she thinks other people should do and how great juicing is and how much energy she has. And she feels so clear eyed. And I like to point out and remind her that um, a sense of euphoria is actually the first side effect of starvation. When you enter the first stages of starvation, you actually feel euphoric. Your body does that so that you aren't so upset that you're starving. Okay. Now, we know how that I think that juicing and juice is like a total crock of very watery shit, right? We know that. And that juicing and juice is not very good for you at all and basically a scam, correct? We all agree on that, right? Yes, correct. Just to break it down for us once and for all, we've been over this before. When you juice, you're leaving all the good stuff in the vegetables and fruits behind, all the fibrous stuff, all the stuff that slows down the absorption of all those sugars that you're going to be ingesting from that juice, which then leads to blood sugar spikes and crashes, which is not good, people. Not good. You don't want those spikes and crashes because too many of those, and guess what? You become diabetic, right? You need that fiber. also helps you poop. Very important. And if you juice mostly fruit, you're taking in extremely large doses of sugar in every glass, much larger than if you just ate like a piece of fruit on its own because the fiber slows down the absorption of sugar. So yet again, not good, people. Not good. And if you buy all that juice in little plastic bottles for like 9 to $11 a bottle, which is, what's, which is what it costs, then frankly, you're just an idiot and a sucker and you're contributing to the demise of the planet even faster and you deserve to die of malnutrition, which is what will happen if you keep juice cleansing. But that's okay because it'll remove your DNA from the gene pool and we'll all just be better off. Okay, so go ahead and drink your juice because, frankly, the gene pool is big enough and we could use a little shrinking. We don't need you. Okay, but make sure that you recycle all those little plastic bottles first before you die of malnutrition. Please. Thank you. Okay, do your part. Then you can die. Now, here I am just doing what I criticized her doing, which is puking my nutritional advice and info all over you guys. But I mean, but I'm right. You know, we know that, that I'm right. And who has the radio show anyway? Me or Eagle, the sports instructor, right? Who's sitting here on a global internet radio network? And who's off teaching burn? Okay, I'm just going to say. Now, I have done more than a few episodes on this show about juice and juicing and the high level of contempt that I hold the practice in. And yet it just doesn't seem to go away. The world just does not seem to be listening to me enough on this global Internet radio network and saying, OK, that's it. She, you know what? She's right. Let's be done with the juice. OK, so, hey, world, listen to me. Let's be done with the juice. OK, can we just quit the juice? Okay, so back to this woman we're calling Eagle. So a few weeks ago, she's going on and on and on during the class about her juice and about how juicing celery and pineapple together is good because celery can digest pineapple, but don't juice your pineapple with your guava because they don't like to digest together and all of this just total bullshit garbage. And she's going on and on about how it's good for your kidneys and... Someone in the class, some stupid person asked her for medical advice. And I was like, no, don't, don't, don't ask, don't ask. But she did about knee pain. 
And then Eagle starts going on and on about how, well, your cartilage is made in your kidneys. Um, no, it's not. But that because of that, you should drink celery juice for that because the celery juice is good for your kidneys and makes your kidneys produce more cartilage. And that's how you rebuild your knees by drinking celery juice. At which point I just, you know, rolled my eyes and kept lifting weights. And then she starts going on about curry leaves. Now, curry leaves are an, are an herb. They're a leaf from a plant. And they happen to smell like spices. They smell sort of spicy. They use them a lot in southern Indian cooking, like in Hyderabad and Kerala. And they're very lovely as an herb and spicy and very nice to use. But she starts going on and rambling about how you should eat a lot of curry... But you shouldn't actually use curry spices for your curry. You should only use curry leaves because the curry leaves came before the curry spices. This is what this person is actually, with a straight face, legitimately giving somebody as advice. She said, because the spices came after the curry leaves and the curry leaves came first, they're the truly medicinal food. And you should only use your curry leaves to make your curries because they came first. Now, I don't even know what the fuck she's talking about, but I had to pipe in at that point and say, um, but aren't the leaves called curry leaves because they smell like curry spices? Therefore, they came after the naming of the different various spices that are mixed to create what we call curry. And she said, no, they're called curry leaves because they came first. Um but how could they be called curry leaves and then all these various spices that are mixed together in a hundred million different combinations in India are then just, I, I, I don't get it because curry actually comes from the Hindi word for curry and it means like a spicy mixture. And I, I, I don't, I, I don't get it. And then I said, but spices are loaded with antioxidants and they've been used medicinally for 6,000 years in India in Ayurvedic medicine. But the leaves came first, she said. Use the leaves. The leaves came first. They came before the spices. I then realized that I was dealing with the depths of either insanity or stupidity. And I just said, okay, great. Well, thanks for a great class. That was awesome. And I headed for the showers because I, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. And as I'm walking out, I hear her saying that what she really needs to do is start a business where she can tell people what to do because she knows and people don't. Okay, this is the problem with everybody feeling like they have the right to give their opinion on everything. I blame the Internet. It's opened the world up to opinions. We don't need them. You only need mine. Now, not to use the word assault lightly, as I was saying before, or inappropriately, but that was some serious assault of stupidity, which I had to go through in that class that day, because who cares which came first? First. Both are good, both are healthy, both are food. Spices are good, leaves are good, and spices and seeds and berries and barks of plants... Those come first before you get the leaves, right? So technically, I'm right. Not that it matters, but it, it does matter. So the next week, I'm in class again, or I'm going to class again the following Monday. And I'm a few minutes early. <clears throat> and so I go into the store next door, where I usually go after class. A store which is considered what we used to call a health food store. I mean, it's a food store, but... It's one of those places, you know, it's called a health food store, even though it isn't all food, real food, healthy. Anyway, I go there because that's where I can buy my pastured eggs, not pasteurized, pastured. Let's get that clear. My pastured eggs, if I can't get to the farmer's market where I usually buy them. And it's also where I buy things like bulk organic rolled oats and organic bulk popcorn. 
amongst a few other things. Okay. Now, when I was a kid, we used to call these kinds of stores health food stores. Well, supermarkets and delis and stuff were just food stores, implying, of course, that all food sold elsewhere elsewhere was what? Death food? We sell health food. They sell death food. I don't know. It's sort of funny. It seems a little bit obsolete now to call it that. I don't know why. It's just like an old-fashioned term. It reminds me of the 70s. We had one in our town. It was called Provisions. Provisions. It was run by some old hippies. And it always smelled kind of like incense and armpits and raisins in there to me. But I kind of liked it. It was a cool place. They made good muffins. So anyway, I go in and I get my eggs and my stuff. And then look who's there shopping before a class. Eagle, my teacher. And I say to her, hey, what you buying? Because I was curious. And she shows me her basket. And in it, she's got a little plastic bottle of juice. But it's not even like some kale, celery, beet, vegetable juice. No, it's like an orange pineapple juice. Probably with about 40 grams of sugar. Oh, actually 42. I looked it up. And a silk brand soy yogurt. Okay, soy yogurt. I'm sure she's got some issue with dairy. A lot of people are like, oh, you shouldn't eat dairy. Somebody once in Colorado years ago told me I shouldn't eat dairy because it's bad for the soul. Bad for the soul. Like, first of all, you're actually assuming that, like, the soul is a thing. And then dairy is bad for it? I don't think dairy is bad for the soul. I eat plenty of dairy. I have, I'm a good soul. Anyway, she's eating soy yogurt. Soy yogurt. Like, the most processed, nasty, fake food soy product you can get. No offense to Malcolm, apparently, whose musician name is Soy. I just found out. Different kind of soy. He's got his headphones on. You can't even hear that I'm talking about him. It's all right. It's okay, millennial. Just ignore everybody around you. And, you know, it's all right. And this soy yogurt that she's buying is pineapple flavored. This chick really loves her pineapple, apparently. I guess, she, you know, she's got Caribbean roots. She loves pineapple. And so she goes to check out and buy her stuff and off to class. And I'm early for class. So I, I go over to the yogurt shelf to look at the label on what she bought. And I read the ingredients on the silk soy milk yogurt. And the ingredients are soy milk, cane sugar, pineapple mango, cornstarch, and then 1% or less of things like pectin and flavor and some other things to keep it fresh. It's not terrible. It's fairly, considered fairly clean labeled. You know, it's got some vitamins and whatever in it. Not horrible, but seriously not like food. Okay? Not terrible. But... The second ingredient is sugar, and the fourth ingredient is cornstarch. Ew, cornstarch to thicken it up. Oh, and it has 17 grams of sugar in that little cup of silk soy yogurt, right? Now, look, people can eat and drink whatever they want, right? This is America. For now, we have rights. Wait till November, but we have rights now, and we can eat whatever we want. You know, that's America. You can eat all the shit you want. But don't go preaching all your nutrition BS to me and then drink orange juice and eat soy yogurt, okay? 17 grams sugar plus 42 grams sugar from the juice. That makes for 59 grams of sugar in one little snack. That's four tablespoons or 12 teaspoons of sugar. That is a lot, lot of sugar. So anyway, then this week I get to class and she's talking about her teeth, 
She's having all this tooth pain. She has toothaches, and she doesn't have the money for a dentist right now, so she can't get a fix. Now, I totally get that. I don't have dental insurance anymore either. And also, what about this idea that our teeth and our mouths are not actually considered parts of our bodies, and so they're not covered by health insurance? That makes me just want to kill people. But anyway, she's had these toothaches. But guess what? She cured them. And the people who listen to her are like, what? You cured them? Yes, she cured them with juice. Only this time, it's wheatgrass juice. Wheatgrass juice cured her tooth pain. Oh, come on, I thought. Seriously, wheatgrass tooth. Maybe you have tooth pain because all you eat is acidic fruit and juice and sugar. Maybe that's destroying your teeth. And if you quit all the juice and started actually eating food, your teeth would be healthier. Huh? So, of course, I ran home and I had to look it up. And sure enough, there's all kinds of stuff on the Internet about wheatgrass juice for tooth pain. How wheatgrass pulls out bacteria and cures infections. Look. Oh, sure. Okay. I'm sure it has some beneficial effect. I'm open to alternative medicine, too, especially if it means avoiding antibiotics, which I try to take never. But seriously, wheatgrass juice cured her tooth pain. She's probably got no enamel left on her teeth from all that super acidic juice and pineapple she's eating all day. But anyway, her class is fun and there's no assaultive, horrible music and it's a good workout. So who knows? Maybe I'm the idiot who should be juicing and wheatgrassing. Everybody else seems to be swearing by it. How could I be the only stupid holdout? Maybe I'll finally see the juice light. I don't know. Maybe the juice will cure my allergies. Who knows? Maybe that's it. I do have allergies to grass and pollen, maybe because I don't juice enough grass and pollen. Can you put like like regular like lawnmower grass in the juicer? I mean, the lawnmower kind of is a juicer, but like what if I clean out the lawnmower bag next weekend and then I run it through the juicer? Would that work? What about oak leaves? Because I'm allergic to oak pollen apparently too. Are they edible? I mean, you can sort of eat acorns, but what about the leaves? They're kind of tannic. It might throw off, you know, my alkaline balance. I don't know. Hmm. You know what? Next week at class, I'm going to ask Eagle. I'm sure she'll have an answer for me. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of Let's Get Real. I hope you've enjoyed our show about juicing and our little farewell to Jack. We're out of time, so we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can always listen online at letsgetrealshow.com. You can also listen at heritageradionetwork.org. Our shows are also on iTunes and Stitcher. Follow me on what is it? Oh, Twitter at Let's Get Real Show. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Dave and Malcolm in the control room. for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.